0: This is The Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. Praise God, church family. Good morning. Happy New Year. Man, we are so excited to jump and leap into this new year with so much of expectation and anticipation in our hearts. Uh, I know we couldn't get together as a church on December 31st and we've had to cancel service and we are online today but I still believe in my heart that God is in the midst of us. I know we had a lot of questions over the week as to why we cancel service and uh, why we're going online today and uh, I know there are many concerns that were raised online or uh, on email or text or a uh, lot of remarks but uh, I want I want to I want to remind you that church was not canceled church isn't canceled church cannot be canceled church is not a group of people coming together in a place the church is the people of God coming together to worship God and that could take different forms and today on this Sunday on January 2nd on this Sunday it's taken the form of online church and I know we did this for a long time last year uh, but I, I pray that we would all be able to come together. Uh, as this last week, uh, you know, our church over over Christmas, um, there are a lot of our leaders, the church leaders, and a lot of our worship team members, as well as us as a family, and me personally, uh, were exposed to the COVID-19 virus, and uh, we all are recovering and uh, in the mend, and uh, there, this this variant is spreading so fast, and we're trying our best to do whatever we can as a church to make sure that uh, we put this um, this variant and this uh, uh, this this virus to rest, uh, and I pray that we will join together. Uh, in arms as we pray, as we ask God for healing over our land, as well as over our church. Uh, So as we pray, as we get ready for this new year, I can't wait to see what God has in store. Hey, next Sunday, I'll be sharing the vision for 2022. I can't wait for us to hear that. And we'll be together uh, at church next week as we uh, get back together and worship together uh, in spirit and truth, man. And uh, I can't wait to share that vision. But just a glimpse, I believe that God is setting us for a season of redemption, for a season of new beginnings. Uh, And there's a key word that God has given to me in my heart to encourage you, the church, with. And over the next few days and over the next few weeks, you'll be hearing that a lot. But today I want to share a word that's going to propel us and get us ready for 2022. And this word is a word that I preach towards the beginning of the year uh, as we as a church dedicate ourselves and set ourselves uh, aside for fasting and prayer. Uh, A lot of y'all might be familiar with this phrase, fasting and prayer. Uh, For a lot of us, we know what prayer is, but we don't know what fasting is, depending upon uh, how long you've been with Commission Church and how long you've been attending Commission Church. Uh, The idea of fasting and prayer might be uh, relevant to you, or it might not be relevant to you. And I pray that through this word, God will give us that, uh, uh, that understanding of what fasting and prayer truly looks like. In John chapter number six, actually, uh, the disciples are actually talking to Jesus and Jesus is talking to the disciples and Jesus is teaching the disciples and as he 's teaching the disciples there 's this idea and this concept that the disciples find so difficult to understand and when I say disciples i don't i 'm not talking about the twelve disciples i 'm talking about all the disciples of Jesus that have come together to listen to him and and he was a rabbi he was a teacher and just like us in church, uh, there are some people that probably do understand what is being taught on a Sunday. I get emails during the week or text messages during the week saying, Pastor, hey, you said something uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, along these lines. What did you mean by that? Or what does the Bible mean when it, when it says that? Or what does the, 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 the writer of that book mean when you say that? There are a lot of people that are confused sometimes with the teaching of the Bible. In the same way, when Jesus was trying to teach some concepts in John chapter number 6, a lot of the disciples didn't understand it. And there's this verse uh, in John chapter 6, verse 60, which the Bible says this, Many of His disciples said, This is a difficult teaching. Who can accept it? This is a difficult teaching. Who can accept it? Now, a few verses down, in verse number 66, the Bible continues to say this, and it says, From that time on, many of His disciples turned back and no longer walked with Him. So Jesus asked the twelve, He asked the twelve disciples that were with Him, not the other disciples that left, but His twelve intimate, close disciples, He said, Do you want to leave too? right? A beautiful question, right? The, the, the question was, hey, what is your commitment to me as, as disciples of Jesus, as followers of Jesus? Where is your commitment towards me? I see these guys that were here for the short term. I see these guys found it really difficult to understand my teaching. But my question is to each one of you. He says, what about you? Do you want to leave too? Because Christian uh, discipleship and living a Christian life is not just about picking and choosing a few teachings of Jesus Christ. It's about an all-round understanding of the teachings of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is asking, man, where, where, are, where do you stand? He's asking a lot of us today, where do we stand, right? In, in, in context to what? See, not a lot of people are going to like this teaching of Jesus about fasting, but this part of Jesus' teaching is very, very important to discipleship. You and I are not just required to listen about fasting or hear about fasting, but it's also important to practice fasting, right? We are a praying church. That's undeniable. We all know that we're a praying church, but we're also a church that believes there is great power when we as a church fast and pray. Not only in the beginning of the year, uh, but we fast and pray uh, throughout the year many times. Sometimes it's three days of fasting and prayer. Sometimes it's seven days of fasting and prayer. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's two weeks. Sometimes, and and, and every year for sure, we fast and pray for 21 days uh, in the beginning of the year. But so many people, right, either ignore fasting. Right, And they say, fasting is not for me, it's probably for somebody else. It's probably uh, for somebody else that's more in tune with the Bible, or in tune, or has a more stronger relationship with Jesus. Or some people misunderstand what fasting is all about. They don't know exactly what fasting entails, the principles of fasting, the biblical principle. All of these things are things that they don't understand fully. right? Or they don't know what is required for true Christian fasting. So it's one of these many things that people that follow Jesus Christ fall into one of these three categories, right? See, fasting is not something that we do because everyone else is doing it. As a church, we don't fast because person A and person B, or church A and church B is doing it. We fast not because it's a religious practice, right? It's a biblical mandate. That's the reason we teach fasting. That's the reason that we practice fasting. What is fasting, you might ask. Here's a definition of fasting. Fasting, if you're taking notes, is this. Fasting is the deliberate abstinence from physical gratification in order to achieve a spiritual goal. Fasting is the deliberate abstinence from anything that, is, that gratifies you physically in order to achieve a spiritual goal. In other words, it's the denial of the flesh as a Christian, as a believer, to gain in the spirit to feed the spirit man, to allow the spirit man to receive from God. See, fasting and prayer is dedicating time to spend time in prayer in the presence of God, nourishing us spiritually, encouraging and feeding the spirit man without the consumption of food. A lot of us have it skewed. A lot of us know about fasting or we've been taught that you can do a version of fasting. And I've heard people say, oh, Pastor, I'm fasting from Netflix. I'm not watching Netflix for the next seven days. I'm fasting. Or other people will say, I'm fasting from sweets. I, I don't want to eat sweets. I want to give that up uh, because I want to focus on God. <laughs> or I would, I would hear, uh, I'm fasting from social media, right? I'm getting rid of Facebook, or I'm, I'm deactivating my account um, to, to, to focus on God. But I want to make it very, very clear today. When we're talking about fasting, we are in particular talking about fasting from food right in particular when we talk about the deliberate abstinence from physical gratification we're talking about that one thing that our stomachs really crave we're talking about the one thing that, the, that our, our human bodies are always craving and that's food uh, throughout the Bible if you uh, look at fasting and prayer we see that fasting and prayer is both personal as well as corporate right? it's both pa- personal as well as corporate uh, in corporate fasting, you see when, when people come together and fast in Joel chapter 2 and verse 15 to 16, the Bible says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even the nursing infants, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Right? There's this corporate call for fasting and prayer. You saw the severity of it. The elders were called. The leaders were called. The pastors were called. The people in leadership were called. The bridegroom is called. The the bride is called from her chambers and said, come on guys, let's fast. Let's pray. The nation needs a breakthrough. We see examples of corporate fasting in the Bible. We see see examples of personal fasting in the Bible. In Psalm 109, verse 24, uh, David says, My knees are weak from fasting, and I am skin and bones, is what David is saying. You know, it at least takes around 30 days for your knees to become weak in in fasting uh, or from not eating. Uh, you know, I've, I've had friends that have fasted for 40 days. I've never done a 40 day fast. The most I've fasted is a 21 day fast. Uh, but I know from, from observing friends uh, that have fasted in the past uh, that it takes at least 30 days for your knees to actually become weak. So we know that Daniel has been at le- David has at least been fasting for 30 days over here. Right? If we look at corporate fasting in Jeremiah 36 and 9, the Bible says in the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the towns of Judah. Right? There was a fasting that was proclaimed for the whole nation to come together and fast and pray. We see Daniel personally fasting and praying. In Daniel 9 and 3, he says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with Him in prayer and fasting. I also wore sackcloth and sprinkled myself with ashes. Right? Daniel abandons himself from pleasure. Right? Ashes were, were significant to pain and loss right? And he basically says, man, I've I've gone through something and I need deliverance and I need breakthrough. Fasting is a way of connecting your spirit man with God and saying, God, I need to be more in tune with you. There's something going on and I know it's spiritual. I know that there's an attack that's happening in my life. I know that there's a spiritual uh, attack that's going on in my church or my family. And in the name of Jesus, we're proclaiming a fast and we're declaring a fast and we're declaring God's victory over our lives through fasting and prayer. In Joel chapter 2 and verse uh, 12, the Bible says, That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there's time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. The Bible says, come to me with your whole heart. Y'all, fasting involves your heart. Where, and the question today that God is asking so many of us is, Where is your heart? The reason that we as a church, we're going to be fasting, fasting as a community, as a corporate, corporate body is because we want our hearts to be in tune with Jesus. We want our hearts to be in tune with the kingdom of heaven. We want to reorient our hearts and our minds to say, hey, we have a vision in front of us, the vision to reach Plano for Jesus. We have people that we need to touch. We have the gospel to share. We have outreaches to do. We have pe- places to go to. We have to go, go eat therefore into all the world. We have to remind ourselves of why we're a church. And sometimes we have to do that through fasting and through prayer. For a lot of us, our heart is in other things. It's probably work, working overtime. It's probably achieving something at work. It's probably achieving something in your business. For some of us, it's our friends or hanging out with, you know, our, 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 our group of people that we, we love. For some of us, it's TV or movies or video games or other stuff that we're, that we're really attached to, right? And God says, man, where is your heart? Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Fasting helps us to realign our hearts with the heart of heaven. In Isaiah 58, there's this beautiful passage about fasting that I want to break down for you. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? The people are crying and asking, God, we've fasted before you. Why aren't you impressed? y'all? I, why aren't you impressed? I want to clarify something. Fat, the goal of fasting is not to impress God. It's to build us. The goal of fasting is not to impress God, to make God pumped up. It's not to show God that we're something or we're sacrificing ourselves. It's to build you and me. It's for our hearts. It goes on to say, we have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. Right? A lot of us, we go into fasting thinking, man, we're sacrificing our bodies. We're sacrificing our pleasures. We're sacrificing our stomachs. God better be pleased with this offering. Man, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, you know, for us to prove a point to God that we fast and pray, right? But I'll tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Now, to, when I said this, when I said this earlier, when I said fasting is not to please God, it's for ourselves. I didn't mean to please ourselves. I want to make a clarification over here. It's not to please ourselves. It's to change ourselves. It's to change our hearts. It's to realign our hearts with the will and the plan of God Almighty. Right? The Bible goes on to say, Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? The result of fasting should result in good, church. All right. He says, what does he use if you go around quarreling and fighting and treating your wife bad and treating your husband bad and treating your kids bad and treating your co-workers bad, cussing people out, you know, doing the, the regular things that you do? What's the point of fasting and praying? The result of fasting should always end in good. It's to change your character. This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. That's what he's saying. This is, this is not going to get you anywhere with me. Fasting has to get you somewhere in relation to God. Your relationship with God should change through fasting and prayer. That's the end goal, church. Fasting should also reflect change in character. Attitude is so important in fasting and prayer. Is your attitude, is your character changing as you align your heart with the heart of God? A few points that I want to leave with you. Point number one is this, fasting nourishes your spirit. All right, fasting nourishes your spirit, or fasting should nourish your spirit. See, what is fasting? Again, just a reminder, fasting is this willful abstinence of natural pleasures for spiritual nourishment, okay? It's all about the spirit man. See, fasting is taking a break from nourishing your physical body to nourishing your spiritual body. Fasting is taking a break from nourishing your, your your physical bodies, feeding your spiritual bodies, putting food in your spiritual bodies, focusing on your spiritual bodies to focusing on nourishing your spiritual bodies. In 1 Thessalonians five twenty three, the Bible tells us that man is spirit, soul, and body. That's what the Bible says. That's that 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 that. Our, 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 our human makeup, our, the way our, the human beings are made is we're made spirit, soul, and body. I want to make a clarification. He doesn't say body, soul, and spirit. He says spirit, soul, and body. And some of you are like, it's not the same thing as body, spirit, body, soul, and spirit, and spirit, soul, and body, the same thing. No, it's not. There's a clear distinction over there. See, if you look at yourself as body soul, and spirit, you live your life from outside in. All right? That's what happens. If you look at yourself as body, soul, and spirit, everything, the way you look at life is you look at it from outside in, body in. But if you look at yourself as the Bible tells you to look at yourself, man is spirit, soul, and body, you begin to understand that you are spirit, soul, and body, and that you will start living your life inside out. You will start focusing on your life inside out. The outside will not matter. It will not become of importance. See, spirit is the part of the body that helps you communicate with God. Your body is what helps you communicate with yourself. Fasting helps you humble your spirit need before God. Fasting enables you to tell yourself you need God, that you need God to change you from the inside out, that you need transformation from the heart out. That's what God is wanting you to focus on in this season. In fasting and prayer, I pray that each one of us will open our eyes to understanding that our spirit man is hungry, All right, just like our physical bodies are hungry, just like our stomachs rumble and grumble, reminding us to eat. Man, there's so many of us that ignore the grumble of our spirit man that wants God, that is thirsting for God, that is hungering for God, but so many of us ignore it because because we, we, we focus so much on our body because we look at life as body, soul, and spirit. But God says for the Christian, it's always spirit, soul, and then the body. Fasting is acknowledging that nourishing a spirit man is more important than nourishing your body, church. And and that goes either ways. It goes for people that lay a lot of emphasis on food, that love food, and You can't even think about wrapping your head around fasting man. That's crazy talk pastor. Don't even say anything about fasting I don't know if I can ever do it. All right Or the other extreme where you focus so much. It's not about food. You don't care about food You, you just eat to, you know, uh, my dad would always say this don't 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 uh, live to eat Eat to live, all right? There are some, there's some so many of us that live to eat, and then there are some some of us that say, man, we don't we don't live to eat, we just eat to live, right? You do the bare minimum, but 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 for you, your focus is on your body. You want to work out, you wanna, you know, you, you don't want to wanna be fit, you want, you want to be physically able to do things, you want to be physically attractive. All these things is is feeding your body, is feeding your 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 man. But fasting is a time where you take a break from that. And you say, you know what, I want to focus in on what God, what is important to God. Why is fasting important? My second point is this. This is why you and I need to fast is because Jesus was our model. Jesus taught us how to fast and pray. You know, in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 2, the Bible says, For 40 days and 40 nights, he, who, who's he? Jesus fasted and he became very hungry. Jesus was our model. Fasting was always intended to revolve around the abstinence from food. Right? Jesus teaches us that food has this way of building us or breaking us. Right? And food has made people fall and it's also built people. Right? Food has this tremendous capability of changing people, turning people. No one in the Bible actually fasted for more than 40 days. Jesus is an example of a person that fasted for 40 days. We see a prophet in the, in the Old Testament that fasted for 40 days as well. There, there are different examples of people fasting for one day. There are people that fasted for three days or seven days or 21 days, 30 days, 40 days. And there's no fixed law. There's no, hey, you need to fast for these many days or you can't, you can't fast at all. all right? Just because no one fasted for four days, it doesn't mean you can't fast for four days. There's no fixed law. We do 21 de- 21 weeks because uh, sorry, I, I take that back. Uh, we do 21 days because it's three weeks and it gives ample time for everybody in the church to fast and pray as required. Or it gives time if somebody says, "Man, I can't do it this week. I'm I'm taking this medication or I'm sick for for this week. I, I can't fast this week. You always have the next week or you have the week after. Or some of you all might say, "Man, I'm traveling for work. Uh, there's no way I can fast uh, and I can I can focus." On prayer, and that's totally understandable because if you can't spend time in prayer, fasting is useless, church. All right, so let's go on. I need to, I need to, I need to go on, but, but I want to assure you, fasting will not make you die. All right, now if you have some physical ailments or physical conditions, I want you to consult with your doctor. But in almost all cases, I want to remind you that you will not die. Okay, some people think if you don't eat food, man, that's the end of you. No, I promise you, I've done it before. You can't even this big body that requires a lot of food, I fast for 21 days and you will be just fine, okay? 40 days is when your body begins to starve, all right? At that point in time is when it doesn't consume any necessary fat, like it it, it starts consuming other stuff. So till 40 days, it your body does not consume uh, any, uh, any necessary fat, okay? After 40 days, it's called starvation because your body slowly starts consuming muscle, right? And, and no one is fast for more than, like I, like I said earlier, no one's fast for more than 40 days in the Bible. There's no precedent for that. And there might be a reason. It's probably because of a medical reason, right? And if you consult with doctors, doctors will probably tell you. But I want to remind you, don't ever think that you're dying. You won't die if you fast. There's biblical precedent for it. You know, although fasting diets have been criticized by uh, nu- nutritionists for being unhealthy, there's actually new research by the University of Southern California that suggests that fasting, right, fasting the body kickstarts stem cells uh, into producing new white blood cells, which actually fight off infection. So there's medical proof out there that says fasting is even good for you. Some of us will be like, man, I've, I've tried it, Pastor. I've tried it for one day, two days, man, three days. It's, it's crazy. And I'll, I'll actually go over the timeline in just a little bit. But some of you all are probably in pain and you don't know if you're going to survive. But all the pains that you will feel after three days is all called habit pains, right? It's this habit of eating. You, you're so used to eating at, at 9 o'clock and at 12 o'clock and your 2 o'clock snack and your 5 o'clock snack and your dinner. You're so used to being on that clockwork of eating that your body is constantly telling you, eat. Eat, 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 to where when you don't eat, it, it just pulls pulls your muscles, it, it tugs on you. And every time it tugs on you, you're like, I'm going to die, but you're not going to die. All right. In Second Chronicles 23, this is my third point, uh, an answer to anxiety is actually found in fasting and prayer. Uh, and this is something that a lot of us need today. The other day, somebody texted me from my church and said, Pastor, pray for me, I'm, I'm very anxious, I have a lot of anxiety, and I texted back them and uh, back, back to them and said, I'll pray for you, but you gotta pray for me. I've been very anxious, I have anxiety like crazy, I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know, I can't point a finger at why, I have, I have heightened levels of anxiety, but pray for me. That's probably a lot of y'all that's watching right now. You probably have anxiety about something, it might be about your job, it might be about your family, about a medical condition. But man, fasting and prayer, Uh, look at 2 Chronicles 20 and verse three, the Bible says Jehoshaphat, the king, was terrified by this news and he begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. That's what the Bible says. Man, approach God in fasting and prayer when things around you, your circumstances, your life, your job, all things, they scare you, they terrify you. When something scares you, approach the Lord in prayer. When we're stressed, man, what do we always do? We go for that bag of chips. Or for that, or for that triple fudge, espresso, coffee, butterscotch, vanilla ice cream that's sitting in the freezer. That's where we go to first. Or we, we bust out our, our phones and we listen to Taylor Swift when we're stressed. But the Bible says Jehoshaphat the king, when he was stressed... When he was in the end of the wire, when he didn't know what to do, when he wanted to throw the towel in, the thing that he did was coming into the presence of God and say, God, you know what, I'm, I'm dedicating my, my, my time, I'm calling the whole country to come in a time of fasting and prayer. Try that, church. Try that today. Try fasting and prayer as a community, as a family. I pray that you will try what, 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 uh, uh, try fasting and praying. What should you do, what should you not do when fasting and praying? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 16, the Bible says this, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for fasting. Catch this, I tell you the truth, this is the only reward that, that you will get, that other people will acknowledge, all right? If you do it to show other people and to say I'm fasting, the only reward you'll get is people will notice you. That's what the Bible says. Verse 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it, will be, uh, that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The last 21 days of fasting and prayer that we did, somebody texted me out of nowhere and said, Father, what oil should I use? I said, What? I, I texted back and I was like, question mark. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, Pastor, I remember in your message, you said that they, they put oil on their heads. And I'm like, oh, here we go. No, you know, he was talking to the people back then. But, but what, he's, what he's literally trying to say is just go about doing normal things. He said, just put oil on your head and wash your face. It's basically telling you, go shower. Go brush your teeth. If not once, two times a day. It's important, especially when you fast. You think that you're not eating anything, you don't need to brush your teeth. No, 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 you need to fast. You need to brush your teeth at least two times a day. That's when you need to brush your teeth. He's saying saying moisturize. He's saying spray some deodorant. Please spray some deodorant. right? Don't say, man, I'm trying to please God. Let me act gloomy and crazy and cranky. Let me show up to work all crazy and say, oh, I'm fasting. Pardon me. No, don't use fasting as an excuse. Don't be mean to your wife and say, I'm fasting. I, I, I have food in my stomach and that's why I'm so mean today. Wake up. Put makeup on is what Jesus is saying. You don't want people to know that you're fasting. Fasting is this private decision that you make in your heart to reorient your priorities. Fasting and prayer is not this religious activity that you involve yourself in. It's not a once in a year, oh, it's time for fasting and prayer. We gotta do fasting and prayer. Unless we do fasting and prayer, I won't go to heaven. No, 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 that's nothing to do with this. This is essentially the most misunderstood kingdom principle, yet it's the most important principle for the Christian if you catch on to this church and if you understand the importance of this. This is not an eternity thing. It's not a, I have to do this in order to get to heaven thing. It's bigger than that. It's mightier than that. See, fasting and prayer is not a religious activity. Please understand that. It's where you decide and you say, man, my spirit man needs more of Jesus. It needs more of God, and I'm going to reorient myself. Fasting and prayer is dedicating time to spend in prayer without consuming food, like I said. It's to put aside food. Fasting is not dieting, y'all. If God is not the focus, it's dieting. If you're not eating food, and if you're not praying, that's dieting. That's starving. Fasting is using that time that you would use for food, that you would use to go and grab food, that you would go to the microwave or the fridge, using that time to read the word, to ask God to speak to you, to spend time in prayer. Prayer connects you with God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. Fasting connects you with God. What are some of the effects of fasting? Let me go through this real quick. We've got to close. Uh, fasting and prayer changes us. It doesn't change God. It changes us. It's for us. Fasting and prayer doesn't manipulate God. It positions you to receive more from God. Fasting and prayer increases your spiritual capacity. Your spiritual eyes are enlarged when you fast in prayer. When you, you become really sensitive to the voice of God. You become really sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you through the Word. The devil doesn't like it when you fast and pray. Fasting even breaks habits. It breaks bondages. In my life, personally, I can tell you, the many years in my younger, younger days, my younger years, that I fasted and prayed, it broke off so many habits and bondages that were in my life that I was clinging on to. That was a part and parcel of who I was. The moment I got into the presence of God in fasting and prayer, 21 days, I still remember the, the year where, when I got into the presence of God I said, God, I need breakthrough from this bondage that's in my life, this addiction that is in my life. God gave me breakthrough immediately. It's possible, church. Many habits that man is consumed by is either food, drink, or sex. See, for many people, God, our God is our belly. You're eating breakfast and you wonder what's, what you're going to eat for lunch, right? It's not even four o'clock and you're wondering what's for dinner. Fasting will break that habit. The more you spend time giving yourself to the Lord and focusing on the Lord and focusing on your spirit, man, your body will naturally take second, second place. Fasting and prayer quietens your heart to hear from God. Fasting and prayer increases your intimacy with God. Maybe during our fasting and prayer, I'll give you some some tips and some benefits of fasting and prayer, and we'll do some videos here and there to encourage you. But let me give you some tips as to how to fast as you set your mind and your heart, as you pray about this as a family. We have one more week left. As we lead to next week, next Sunday is when we begin fasting and prayer. On January 9th, as soon as we're done with our worship service, we will begin our fasting and prayer. We will go 21 days fasting in prayer, or fasting and praying as a church. All right. But here's how you fast. Point number one, take this down. Set your objective. Write down your objective. Why are you going to fast and pray? Right? Tell yourself, man, I either want guidance. I'm fasting for guidance. I'm fasting for God's will in my life. Or I'm fasting for healing. I'm fasting for deliverance. There is this spiritual attack that I'm going through. It could be depression, it could be oppression, it could be anxiety, whatever it is. And you need breakthrough, you need deliverance, fast and pray. For some of us, it's bondage. It's addiction that, that we're bonded, it's like handcuffs. We're, we're, we're in bondage to sin. We're in bondage, we're, in, we're slaves to sin. And there's some kind of sin that's hidden or, 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 or that's, that you're living out in the open, it doesn't matter. Bring it to the hands of God and say, God, I'm struggling with this. For some of us, it's sexual sin. Be specific when you pray and say, God, this is why I'm coming into your presence in fasting and prayer. Set your objective. Tell God what you're fasting and praying about. The second thing is make your commitment. Tell God what your commitment to prayer and fasting is gonna be. Set your commitment, say, either 21 days or seven days. Let's start from the, from the bottom, all right? It could be one day out of the 21 days that you say, Pastor, I'm gonna fast and pray, all right? I'm gonna stay away from food. If, start with one day. For some of us, if you can make that one commitment and saying, I will fast for one day, I will stay away from food, and every single time that I have to have a meal, I'm gonna pray instead. For lunch, I'm gonna pray for five minutes or 10 minutes, and I'm gonna open my word and I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna think about food. I'm gonna keep that aside. For some of us, you could probably do three days. For some of y'all, you'll do one day, and then you say, hey, I'll do two more days. Set your heart for three days. For other people, it's probably seven days that you can do. Say, I'll do seven days out of the 21, but I wanna challenge you today as your pastor. Try this out. I wanna challenge you to prayer and fasting, right? Do it at least once. And you will see what God can do in your life. Do it this year. And you will never stop doing it. I challenge you. It's going to be life-changing in your life. I want to remind you, you're not going to die. You will not die. I want to remind you. Make a commitment. For some of us, you're going to say, 14 days, 2 weeks, I want to do it. Or for some other of y'all, you'll probably mind me, 21 days. There were 4 of us that did 21 days of fasting last year. I believe in my heart that we can make that 6 this year. Six of us are probably going to fast and pray for 21 days. And some of y'all are wondering, oh, they, they probably didn't have anything else to do, Pastor. No, these are people with full-time jobs. There's a nurse that went, that, that went to work and he would work every single day and he would fast and he would pray and he would fast for 21 days, church. I'm telling you, it's possible. For some other people, it's probably like you're making a commitment and saying, Pastor, you know what? I'll try. I'll try for three days and maybe I'll, I'll eat once a day. That's fine, okay, try that, where you can fast maybe breakfast and lunch and just eat dinner, all right? Fast till 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Fast and pray during those times and then break your fast at dinner. Try doing that for three days. Try doing that for seven days. Or try doing that for 21 days. Or if you're just a beginner, try fasting once a day, one meal a day. Let's try doing that, but make your commitment. Try saying, "Lord, this is what I want to commit to doing, and stick to your commitment." Prepare yourself physically. Start slowly. Be disciplined in it. Okay. You know, sometimes we get overwhelmed. And if you're if you're going to say if you're going to take up the challenge that I gave you and say, you know what, I'm going to try fasting for 21 days. It could be one meal a day, or two meals a day, or three meals a day. I'm going to fast just a liquid fast. I'm going to probably drink juices or smoothies, or I'm probably going to do just uh, water. It doesn't matter. Uh, Personally, when I fast and pray, I'll probably do just juices, just natural juices or smoothies here and there. But for me, it's liquid fast that I'll do. I don't do any solid foods. You know, on day one, usually when you go into the fast, it's not that big of a deal, right? Uh, Your body is pretty much resting at that point in time. Day two, You're slowly getting there. You're like, okay, you know, I can see some headaches coming here and there. Your body's constantly reminding you to eat, and you're praying, and you're like, Lord, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Day three, though, day three, basically, once you know, uh, once day three sets in, it's 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 really hard. Day six is really going to be hard. I'm, I'm coming there in just a second, but basically, once what happens when you eat, right? Let me tell you. Basically, once you eat, your stomach produces gastric acids that helps you break down foods. Right? That's what happens naturally. Not, not while you're fasting, but regularly. You know, you know hunger pangs, right? Uh, when, when you hear those grumbles in your, in your stomach. Um, the pain comes from those acids. When, when those acids cannot find food is when hunger pangs set in. right? At 8 a.m., your brain tells, you, t- tells your stomach that it can expect that cinnamon toast crunch. At 8 a.m., your brain is telling your stomach that in a few minutes... Ashish is about to eat that cinnamon toast crunch or those buttermilk pancakes, whatever you prefer, or bacon, right, whatever you prefer. At 10.30, right, it's again gonna tell your stomach, right, your brain tells your stomach to ask you for that nut bar, or for that yogurt, or whatever it is, right, or 12 o'clock, your brain is gonna tell you, asking for the Pad Thai, that's what he's craving, right? So, so when the stomach doesn't receive that, on day three, right, when you're fasting, when your stomach doesn't receive what the brain is telling you to expect, your gastric juices, right, and your stomach doesn't have the cinnamon toast to digest, so it starts working with what it has, okay? So let me break this down for you scientifically, right? We have some doctors here, they can probably clarify this with you. So what these, what, what, what it starts doing is it starts working with what it has and it starts working on your stomach lining to feed itself, right? But the, but the good thing, Alright, here's a good thing, right, is that the stomach lining has food that has been there for the last few years. Okay, so gross, I know it sounds gross, but it's been there for a while, weeks, let's say weeks, let's say months. It's been there for a while and it starts burning the stuff on the stomach walls, which is normal. That's when you feel like you're, you're, your body's eating itself, and it is, okay. So, so you have enough there. On day four, this is the day that you think you're going to die. You you (laughs) think, excuse me, you think you're gonna die, all right? You know, your body is basically telling you it's breakfast time, right? The moment it tells you it's breakfast time, the moment it tells you about Cinnamon Toast Crunch, take some water and drink it. At 11 a.m., when your body says, hey, it's, it's it's that fruit bar time, pick up some water, drink it. Get into the word, start studying the word. Day six and day seven is when it's going to get really challenging. Six is the number of man, okay? The brain and your stomach is fighting at this moment, all right? Your brain says, Release, right? It release, and your stomach says, There's nothing there, right? The your brain is telling you, Eat, eat. And the stomach is like, Ah, there's nothing here to eat. Finally, the brain will be like, I'm done telling you. I can't tell you anymore. The brain teaches itself, or, or, or corrects itself, and starts adjusting to the new normal, right? That's when, on day, f- day six, day seven, is when you actually conquer the man inside you. Is when your, your, you, you, your willful self, your, the power within you, starts, stops craving for food, right? It tells yourself, your brain will tell yourself, reprogram, 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 don't ask anymore. You're not gonna get anything. The fourth thing is this, prepare yourself spiritually, okay? Prepare yourself spiritually, not just physically, but also spiritually. Sometimes approaching fasting and prayer, unconfessed sin will always be a hindrance to prayer. Look at the Lord and confess your sins, right? Seek forgiveness from all all the people that you have offended. Tell God of the sins that you have not confessed before Him, that you're hiding from Him, and ask God to heal you and forgive you the hurt of the past, people that have hurt you, ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to fill you with His Holy Spirit. Surrender your life fully to Jesus Christ. That's how you prepare yourself spiritually. The last thing I wanna remind you is this, put yourself on a schedule. Put yourself on a schedule. Tell yourself, this is what I'm gonna do today. This is how I'm gonna start my day. This is, I'm gonna read this book today. I'm gonna read this verse today. I'm gonna approach the Lord in prayer. I'm gonna pray for these things today. Have a list of prayer needs that you can pray about. We'll be sending you devotionals every single day. Okay, every single day, you will get a devotional on your phone that you can read. There's a prayer that will come with it that you can pray over yourself, that you can pray over your family. As you read the devotional, study more in the Bible as to what it says. Supplement your study with, with additional devotional material. It doesn't matter. Go into Google. Uh, type out what you're studying. There's a lot of articles that can come up. Go onto YouTube. Listen to some worship music. Saturate yourself in the presence of God. Go and listen to messages from amazing men and women of God online. Feed your spirit man. The more you feed your spirit man, trust me, your body will automatically say, I don't care about food anymore. You'll forget about it. And the more you forget about food, the more you will lean on to God and you will focus on the Lord. I pray that this fasting and prayer will be transformational, life-changing in your life. As we approach the Lord in prayer today, I pray that we will make decisions that will change our lives and change our families forever. This week, as we get prepared in our hearts, as we pray, as we ask God for wisdom and guidance, I want to encourage you, church. Ask God. Say, God, what are you going to do? And I'm going to challenge you. I'm challenging you again. I want you to commit to at least one day of fasting and prayer. I'm going to challenge each one of you. I want to see at least six people within Commission Church stepping up and saying, hey, you know what? I am going to fast for 21 days. I wanna see at least 10 people that say, hey, I'm gonna fast for 14 days. I wanna see at least 15 people saying, I will fast for one week. I wanna see at least 50 people from Commission Church saying, you know what, I will fast two times a day. All right, I'll eat once a day, but I'm gonna fast two times a day. All right, I'm gonna do, do that for seven days or 14 days or 21 days. I wanna see people stepping up and I wanna challenge you as your pastor. If you don't see results, if you don't see God changing you and transforming your life, and you seeing God heal you from the inside out, your spirit man being restored, changed, transformed, trust me, you don't have to do it ever again. But from experience, I wanna remind you, there is power in fasting and prayer. Let's approach the presence of God this season in fasting and prayer, and as we fast, as we pray, as we seek God, I believe in my heart that God is sending us a harvest, that's going to be undeniable. We're going to see great and mighty and amazing things. You think that 2020 was a year of God things? Just watch. 20, sorry, 2021 was a year of God things. Just watch. 2022 will be a year of multiplication. It'll be a year of restoration. It'll be a year of redemption. And I pray that God will bring that to pass. Close your eyes with me. Let me pray for you, church. Father, we thank you for this moment. Thank you for this word as we prepare our hearts, as we prepare our minds, as we prepare our bodies, I pray, God, that we will give you glory, that this is not something that we do because everybody else is doing it, but, God, as we set our hearts and our minds on on praying and preparing ourselves and preparing our hearts, God, I pray that you will be glorified, that you will be lifted up, that Jesus will be lifted up. I pray that less of us and more of you, I pray, God, that your kingdom will come, that your will will be done. I pray as a church, as we focus in, as we fast, as we pray, I pray that families will see change. I pray that marriages will be healed. I pray that sicknesses will 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 disappear. I pray God that healings, heart disease, and cancer will disappear. I pray God that people's lives will be restored. I pray that depression will disappear. I pray God that anxiety will disappear. In Jesus' name, mental health will be restored in the name of Jesus. I claim that over Commission Church. I claim that over each and every person watching. And as we step into 21 days of fasting and prayer, I want to declare victory in the name of Jesus. All glory and honor be unto you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Commissioner Church, thank you so much, so much for joining us online again. Hey, uh, I know we couldn't meet in person but I can't wait for next Sunday. We'll all be together in one place. I know a lot of y'all are probably recovering still, and I know we probably might not have each and every one of you there, but we will still be broadcasting online, and I pray that you will tune in, and you'll be able to worship with us. I pray that this season will be a season of refreshing, it'll be a season of great harvest, and we're gonna see the hand of God moving in a powerful way. Hey, this Wednesday, uh, I know that it's our Wednesday night service uh, on Wednesday, but we're going to move to Zoom on Wednesday night, and we're going to get together on Zoom, and we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to move in a powerful way. As we prepare our hearts, I believe in my heart that God is going to do something amazing. Get ready, church. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He be gracious to you. May He lift His countenance to your direction and give you a peace that passeth all understanding. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We love bringing you the Word on so many different platforms. We are so thankful for what God is doing in and through us. We'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to share this message if it has blessed you.